Alright, um, well, welcome everybody to the, uh, 2022, yes, the 2022, uh, Scooties. This is our award show that we have about our podcast and about cars in general. Um, this is, or we're recording this on Friday, January 31st, the last day of 2021, but you are listening to this a whole year ahead of us. On Sunday, the second of twenty twenty two. Congratulations. Monday the I'm second. I'm Oh no, Sunday the second. That's right. Wait, Sunday, <laughs> Sunday the second. I or I don't know or how Monday the third. Work. Yeah. Well, I, I I should have said Monday as well, so you were half right. It's all right. We're a little confused, but we got the right spirit. Are we doing these in any particular order? Or are we just going for it? Um, let's just let's just go. Oh, actually, let's go bottom up completely for everything. So yes. let's let's start with our award for. We're in. Tar- <laughs> we're going to start our first three awards, which is our. Oh, one last thing. We wanted to throw any uh really relevant uh car news right now. Uh, to get that out of the way, because obviously that's the point of our show. The only thing that happened is Tesla Model 3s are being recalled because of backup cameras. That's about Again. it. Again. Again. <laughs> well, it's backup yes. cameras now. It's backup cameras this time, but like, what is this? Recall number 25? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. But, um. Anyways, our smallest and most insignificant story of the year is the first award. Um. Obviously, our first obviously our first three awards go to actual articles or stories we talked about, and everything after that is vehicles themselves. Um, so the smallest and most insignificant story of the year goes to I'm not doing a drum roll. The Volvo XC90 successor to start with a vowel. <laughs> this oh, oh I forgot to mention this last year the award went to heavy metal, which was the color that a Toyota would be coming in. Uh, don't take that the wrong way. But yeah. this year, it's the fact that the successor to a vehicle will start with a vowel. That was the whole story. We found several major publications posting actual articles about this topic, and we do not know why. You can find that in our episode, Scraping Through the Bottom of the Barrel. <laughs> Fitting name for that episode. Yeah. It's also um, how we got to this <laughs> this story very quickly. Yes. It was it was quite the easy decision. After yes. all, the what we just told you was the entire story. There is nothing yeah, more to it. it. That was it. <laughs> and the Volvo XC90 as well. That's already a good start because a relatively okay, like okay slash. It's kind of a boring. No, yeah, it's kind of a pointless, boring car to be honest. Yeah. But, our next award is for the funniest news story of the year. And of course, this has to go to. Well, hold the... on. La- last year, we should talk about who got last year. Just last a quick year. Sign up. Okay, so last year, this was given to a gas station in Canada <laughs> that accidentally put diesel in their gas pumps. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? (laughs) Okay, you you are very alive. Would you mind not eating your microphone while you speak? Uh no. Anyway. Actually um, never mind, keep keep being loud so that way it's just easier to adjust you. Yeah. This year. This award goes to the infamous 
uh, ever given boat stuck in the, Evergreen. I thought it was. Evergreen is the company. The boat was called the Ever Given, stuck in the Suez Canal because that was hilarious. Not only because the fact that if this happened anywhere in the United States or in Europe, that boat would have been dug out within like two days. Yeah. But also the fact that it took them, how long did it take them? Like nearly three weeks to get it unstuck? Listen, they were trying very hard. Stop making fun of them. And then it almost, it almost happened again, but I, I think they were able to fix... Actually, I think it did happen, but they fixed it like within 12 hours. Didn't, but anyway... Somewhere I heard um, it happened again, but anyways... The point is, the funny... I, I think I, there are too many funny parts about this, but one, another one is that they don't let the actual boat captain drive the ship through the canal. They have a canal-only boat captain pilot the ship through the canal which means a guy who literally all his his entire job is to drive ships through this one canal oh, couldn't you, drive a ship in a straight line no 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 you were wrong you were completely wrong at saying a guy it was in fact egypt's first national woman uh <laughs> boat pilot fair enough i guess <laughs> let's not read into that anymore we will get canceled yes uh, um um, moving on to our next story. And by the way, the biggest story of the year, I personally think it should go the other way around, but Peter's insistent. So, um, but these for funniest and biggest story of the year, I think they are pretty interchangeable. Who definitely stories me? Yes. Well, I, the, it's also because this one didn't start as the biggest, but it grew. And the only reason I think this is the biggest and not the funniest is because it's, Kind of too serious to be labeled as the funniest, you know? That That is actually fair, yeah. Well, it's <laughs> it's funny until you bring up the fact that it caused deaths. But anyways, so <laughs> last year we gave, we gave this to the SSC um, record-breaking, uh, but also not real uh, number. It broke records, yes. It broke records, heard but not the yeah, records. The, the SSC scandal. Yes, they, it's they've confirmed that they didn't even break 300. I'm pretty sure, or break yeah, 301. They, they confirmed that the mileage they hit was two. The average was 287 miles an hour over the two runs. So basically, they thought it was yes. 316. It was 287. So yeah. Anyways, so um, the biggest story of the year this year did not start this way. But it grew into becoming over multiple talking about multiple weeks is the Chevrolet Bolt EV and EUV Chronicles. As we all know, we talked about the story once uh, that they were catching on fire, and then again a couple weeks later, and then a couple again a couple weeks later because the recall just there, kept getting bigger and bigger. And bigger total, until we talked about there were a total of seven recalls issued for the same car. Yes. Um, and then time. also another thing with this vehicle is they uh, haven't fixed it still. No, they have not. And we got in. This is another thing. Is we the first story we got insider information on, uh, and we found out that they're not even really trying to fix the problem. They're just trying to do damage control, literally trying to make it so when it does catch fire, it's less bad. 
which I, I either fine. either Chevy literally, well, well, yeah. Uh, anyways, would you, would you like to take us into our first car award? You know, I think I will. Oh, sh- so should, this is the last year this award will be called. This we'll name it. We will probably name it something else next. Next year we might also have other awards. Who knows? Maybe. Perhaps. Perhaps. We didn't this year. No. (laughs) This year, Elon Musk presents. Now, this award goes to the best uh, electric car on the market. So, um, basically, we just look at the electric cars and we pick one. So... We had a little bit of a tough decision with this one because there was some there was some strong runner ups. Um, we had two BMW electric cars come out, the i4 and the iX. There was um, technically the the Tesla Model S Plaid, but eh. uh, <laughs> uh, there was a bunch of other cars. There was the the Rivian RT1, and we finally come to our winner, the Lucid Air. Uh, truly a, a expensive vehicle, very expensive car. But I think the thing that tipped it over for this is the 520 mile range, truly impressive and outstanding, just far above anything else on the market. Yes. It's absolutely nuts. Also, I just want to say last year, I'll keep forgetting to do this, but well, I have too, but last year, the Porsche Taycan one, because we were still angry at the Ford Mustang Mach-E for being a Mustang. Yes, but in hindsight, we should have given it to the Mach-E because <laughs> it's a better car. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyways, now we move on to our Strunk Award, which you have you have to go low to say it. Strunk. Um, heavy Lifting Put to Work Vehicle Award. Um, that we gave last year to the new Ford F-150. Obviously, that was, of course, going to steal it. And I just want to... There were a couple options we could have gotten. There's a new Nissan and Toyota truck this year. Uh, I Nissan, no. And although I like the Toyota truck line, I could never convince Peter to let me put that on here. That was not going to happen. Yeah, Nissan... And, suck balls um we're just we're gonna announce this now we're going to classify the hummer ev in next year's awards because we're not entirely sure if it's actually out or right now or not so we're just gonna better safe than sorry and push it till next year sorry about that but um that was definitely going to have this award otherwise but since it's not here this award goes to the rivian r1t yeah because it's a mad truck. Yes. Wow. Uh, it's a um, great truck. My only complaint is I have seen one in person driving down the road, and the running lights are, are way too bright. Yeah. <laughs> it, um, it should not be illuminating the road. Like It was a cloudy day, but it was still daytime. It yeah. should not be actually illuminating the road in front of it. <laughs> so I'm going to have to ask you to do me a favor. Um, what... What what is this? <laughs> I have it hold. I have it up. It's uh hoijo noi hoyai hoyai aiku, which translates from Japanese to English. Uh, and I have it up here. Very fast, fast. Yes, go fast. Yes, 
Yes, yes. Very it fast. It is yeah. our fastest, not technically fastest, but of like, you know, no holds barred. Just it is what, the what's the car you would car. pick? What is the car you would pick to set a lap time at the Nürburgring? I guess yes. maybe is a way we could put it. I and guess, there were some yeah. heavyweights this year. Yes. Um, we had the um, what was it? Aston the Venom F5, the Aston Martin Valhalla, uh, the Maserati the- MC20. It's just, it's, was there more? I don't even remember. Uh, there were two more. Well, the the winner, and then there was one more. Obviously, yes. Um, um, honorable but- side mention: the Ferrari two nine six GTB. So- we didn't even consider it for this because it's not powerful enough, but it's fancy. Um. Uh, uh, what was the last one? I don't even remember. There's a. Also, I just want to say the Hennessy Venom F5. I, I it was not. It was not. That. Yeah, you mentioned it, but I just want to say it could have won this, but it didn't produce enough vehicles. Yes, we we kind of put a cap at a hundred, and they only made twenty four. So yes, going on to the winner who um, made hundred and fifty. Yes, just making it. Uh, the Rimac Navera with. 2,000 horsepower of electric motors. Yes. (laughs) Absolutely mind-boggling. And a decent amount of battery, too, because I think it had like 300 miles of range or something. It was kind of nuts. Very impressive car. Uh, I believe it's technically the the fastest. No, that's still the Owl Aspark. It's close to the fastest accelerating car in the world. Um which, by the way, no matter what anybody says, is not the Tesla Model S Plaid, because if you look it up, it's literally just not. I don't know why people keep saying it is. That's a lie. Yes. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's just an all-around impressive car. And oh, side that- note, we have to give props to Rimac for actually acquiring Bugatti and making some moves, and they're going to do some fun stuff. That was a, that, Okay, that was another one I was going to nominate for Biggest Story of the Year, but I forgot about it. Yeah, it's not really a big story though because like well, it's big in car world. That's huge yeah, in car world. It, it true it is, but also also a majority stake at Bugatti. They don't own the whole thing. Porsche owns a good chunk, and then Porsche owns a good I chunk of Rimac. So in a roundabout thought, way, Porsche still owns it. I thought Porsche transferred the entirety of Bugatti to Rimac and just took a larger chunk out of Rimac. Was it? I, I think anyway doesn't really matter <laughs> um because i think it's time to move on to our next one all right colin's new whip as you guys may remember from a while we should ask him if he wants to come back on but uh colin is our good buddy our good friend uh and he's the type of person to walk into a new car dealership that has every type of car and go give me the cheapest one so here's what we could find in the american market was the cheapest car new car of the year uh couple of shout outs the new honda civic uh was a grand too high actually i think it was only a couple hundred bucks too high um, and then there was a Kia that had a new facelift, but we're not counting a facelift. Kia Rio. <laughs> yeah. But also, an, on top of this car being just the cheapest new car this year, I also wanted to make sure this one walked away with an award because at least I personally like it. Uh, but I don't think it was ever, it had a chance for getting anything else. Um, the Ford, or yeah, the Ford Maverick. I was going to mention the Hyundai venue one last year, but whatever. No one cares. Exactly. But Ford I, Maverick, yep, 
thinks about twenty grand. Good it's car, front wheel drive truck, because that's useful. For, but for twenty grand, it's actually pretty good. It is actually, and it's been shown that it, it's actually fairly capable, even for being a front wheel drive vehicle. Yes. Um, I wouldn't so, tow anything with it, but I mean, they say it can tow like fifteen hundred pounds, which like is nothing. But yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, is it time for? Karen Carr. <laughs> yes, and make sure so, to rem- we don't forget this time who won last year. Yes. Oh, for the speed one, the Chevrolet Corvette C8 won last year, but I feel yeah, like I didn't they, need to tell you guys that. We didn't need to say that. Yeah, anyway, no, <laughs> the Karen Carr is basically uh, definitely a very, very uh, offensive way to label the mom van. But who cares? Yeah. Because you know they're they're women. Uh, that's they just made that worse. There were so many good ways to diffuse that. I wasn't trying to. <laughs> anyway, um, last year this went to the Mercedes Benz GLB. Well, for pretty obvious reasons, because it's a Mercedes Benz G Class, and that's your typical white soccer mom vehicle. This year, because there was kind of a lack of brand new cars that fit in this category, we give it to the Toyota Sienna, because uh, yeah. it's a minivan, and it gets good gas mileage, and it's a Toyota, so yeah. people are going to buy it. Yeah, no, because it said it had some good competition, obviously, it had the uh, um, the Kia Carnival, which was just a Kia Carnival, I don't know. Um the Jeep Grand Wagoneer, but we didn't give that get. We didn't give it to that one because we didn't want to give Jeep an award for anything. They don't deserve it. No. Yeah. Uh. Anyways, I think it's time we work. We uh move to the one that, ignoring our top three, the 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 top three big awards, I think was the hardest one for this, us two to figure yeah, out together. This was definitely the hardest decision. Yes. Um, this is the beefiest girl. I don't, neither of us remember why it got named this. If you listen to the last podcast, you might find out why. Uh, but essentially this award is for the best sort of cheaper, uh, car that is just the most fun to drive. It's not necessarily the fastest accelerating, although that helps. It's not the best top speed. doesn't have the best records. It's just like the most fun to drive relatively fast car that By is the way, somewhat can I just in a reasonable say, budget despite the fact that it's not the most fastest accelerating i was very impressed with how how much how fast this car accelerated absolutely um, nuts the, we we had three or or well first of all last year it was won by the bmw m2 cs so naturally one of the nominees this year was the new bmw m3 uh, we also had the Subaru BRZ slash Toyota 8.6, and there was something else besides the winner? There was the GR Supra. Oh, yeah. And, um, Which was pretty much only tossed up because it's it, an addition of a car, not like a proper. We new considered car. The, the Nissan Z, but it wasn't out yet. So. Yeah. Oh, and the. The uh, GR Yaris, but it's not um, in the, the GR States. Yaris is sadly Europe only. Yes, that, that one would have actually won this. Yes. 
but how, thankfully, a vehicle that's actually quite similar to the GRR, except maybe a little bit bigger, uh, and also not like a rally homologation like the GR Yaris's, it's just a car, is the winner, which is the new Volkswagen Golf R. Yeah. Great vehicle, comes in manual, very speedy and good price, as per yeah. usual, the Golf R tends to be. Uh, oh, another runner up, another runner up was the Volkswagen Golf GTI, which yes. came out alongside the R. <laughs> yes. So <laughs> the typically R's... if you have two cars in the Aminade that are like basically the same, except you know, one's faster, you got a good chance. Yeah. Um yeah, side note, it has a drift button and it it's real fast. Anyway. Yes. On to the Mm, award. Yeah. This award goes to oh. the most luxurious okay, car. I thought you were just going to go of... straight into it. No, no, no. This award goes to the most luxurious car of the year. Now, last year we gave this to the Rolls-Royce Ghost. Which this was a year... clear-cut, easy choice last year. Yeah. This year, it's a little bit... It's a little bit um, More cheaper, difficult. actually. Oh, I thought it's a little bit more I, difficult, but not really. I don't. I'm not sure if it's more difficult because, I mean, the Lucid Air was the only one that kind of gave it competition. Yeah, but like the Lucid Air doesn't come with wine glasses, and it also doesn't come with a bounce function. <laughs> yes, some people so, already know exactly what car we're giving it yeah, to. Just by if that, if you've watched Doug DeMiro, you know this is going to the Mercedes Maybach GLS 600. Yeah. Now. It's pretty obvious just by hearing the word Maybach in the name of a car that it is a premier luxury vehicle. But, like, this thing, literally, I'm pretty sure the entire interior of the car was just brown and tan leather. Beautiful. Just, like, tech everywhere where you needed it to be, but not, like, overwhelming amounts of it. Yes. Comes with, like, a wine free wine fridge with glasses. Just literally everything you could want out of a luxury vehicle, and not, like, just... Not, not, a, not too much, you know what I mean? Yeah. It wasn't all too much. It was just perfect, in, in my opinion. So that's why we gave it to that. Alright. Uh, yeah. We move now on to the final four awards. Now, of the final four, three of them, uh, we have selected independently, and we do not know each other's answers. We will review them. I don't know if we're going to do at the same time or one at a time. I'm okay with either. I think we do kind of a one at a time because I'm yeah. not going to be able to hear your answer. <laughs> yeah, actually. Um, and then we all, all of those, we have our personal favorites. This is not necessarily like an event, but could only buy one car from this year this would be the one and we're not allowed to pick the our personal favorite the objective best or uh second objective best our worst car of the year our purse our second best car of the year and then also we already have an agreed best car of the year of course objective so, we are we uh, gonna jump straight to personal favorite i'm gonna let you start off with personal favorite all right my personal favorite is a car that I think is the beginnings of a company move, taking a step in the right direction. I had to double check to make sure this car wasn't garbage, or at least complete garbage, like the mistake I made last year with the Ferrari Roma. 
finding out that it was a garbage car after I gave it this award. And I am, even though this car is actually pretty closely related, Peter probably knows what I'm talking about by this point. Um, but I am pretty much, I think I'm pretty set on giving it to the Maserati MC20. It's a beautiful, it's a beautiful car. It sounds great. Uh, it looks great on the interior, which is not common in Maseratis. It's true. Um, and it is one that, while I think is not the objective best, I think is a pretty solid car that I would love to own. So I actually have to respect that choice very much because I think the only reason we didn't put the MC20 anywhere on here is because objectively it's not the best in any category. But like as a car guy, the sound of it, the experience of yes. it is sublime. So yes. I think that's a great choice. But I'm going to have to counter with something that's just like, I don't know. It's, 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 it's going to be hard to explain. So I know that I told you for this choice, I, I actually called my, my co-host here um, when I saw this car come out and this car for those of you who don't know, because I haven't announced it yet. It's a it's BMW. Most, I've already figured that out. <laughs> it's the most powerful car BMW has ever made. So with that, let's just announce it. It's the M5 CS. Now, the reason this makes it here in my mind is, first of all, 627 horsepower in a luxury sedan is kind of insane. But also... The M5CS takes the words luxury sedan and kind of throws a little bit of a twist on them. Because normally, you know how in like real performance cars, you got bucket seats in the front and then the rear the rear seats just it's still a bench. But really, because you're only going to be using the front seats anyway. I think just something that's a unique twist to the M5CS is not only do they have carbon bucket seats in the front, they have carbon bucket seats in the rear. And honestly, that just, that just in my mind, makes it for a real good time to take, like, you and three buddies and go have a fun track day. And that's just why it's my personal favorite, because, like, it means you can share the experience with, like, more than one person at a time while still maintaining a safe environment because everyone's in safe bucket seats. It's nice. I like it. Yes. <laughs> I love my friends in bucket seats. All right. Now we move on to the objective worst car of the year. This is where our bickering is going to start because personal favorite, obviously we'll respect each other's opinions, but this is like objective now. So Peter, I went last time. Why don't you go first this time? So I think just in light of the fact that generally this uh, is just I want to cut you off, but I heard a beep that wasn't the bot, was it? wasn't for me. I didn't hear a beep. So, um, okay. I, I mean, right, I'm, I'm still sh- recording. Yeah. I just want to make sure I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Everyone. Anyway, I, yeah. It's all right. So just generally speaking, you don't I'll want your car to catch on fire. So I think this has to go for me to the Chevy Bolt EV and EUV just cause you know, generally you don't want your car to catch on fire in your garage. So. All right. Now, 
I know I said this is where the biggering starts, but it just so happens we picked the same car. Nice! <laughs> Specifically the EUV, because that's the one that came out this year, but still, I don't, I don't, I don't, okay, I don't care if it's technically, like, it, Can I just maybe say- it's stacked up against other cars, there may be a one that's just worse to drive. This one has killed people. And Can I just say Chevy's either ignoring or doesn't know how to fix the problem. And honestly, the second one is worse. I do have a runner-up for this, just because it has the same exact problem. The only reason I didn't give it to this is because we have a criteria for these awards that, like, these cars have to have come out this year, and oh, they're not just like continuations. It's in fact the entire Tesla range. Ah. Because they have all had experiences where they crashed and caught on fire and killed their passengers. Well, at least the bolt, at least the bolt doesn't always crash to catch on fire. Sometimes it just catches on fire. Exactly. That's also why the Tesla had to be the runner-up. Yeah. It's it's and another reason I want to have the Hummer be out for another year just to be sure before we give it awards. Yeah. Anyway. Um, now we move on to our second objective best. Now we came to agree for a best, but our second objective best are still separate. You know, Do you want- I think I think we'll have you go first. Yeah. Okay. Now I'm expecting a bit of rebuttal for this, perhaps a bit of pushback even. Now there's one glaring problem with this car, but First of all, I think ignoring that problem, it takes it easily. And even with this problem, uh, it I still think it rises to the above, maybe just barely. There are a lot of great options. We had a pretty good year for cars, to be honest. But I, I am going to have to ignore, or well, not ignore, but I'll have to accept... The one glaring problem, in my opinion, of this car being the price, and I'm giving it to the Lucid Air. I was expecting you to give it to the Lucid Air, to be honest. And I, well, I have to say, the price is truly outrageous, especially since the reason you're giving it to the Lucid Air, I'm assuming, is because of the Dream Edition. And it's not, inst- not necessarily. Well,. Some some of the stats on the like lower ones are pretty good, but the Dream Edition does push it over. Yes. Okay. Yeah, but the Dream Edition is also one hundred and seventy thousand dollars. Okay, but it's also like, I I think it's also like the perfect car of this era, if that makes any sense. Like it's not, it's got all the cool new tech that all the cool kids have, but doesn't like push too far into like the modern age. Doesn't have just, it's one of the few electric cars coming out right now without the big screen. It's got some buttons. It, it, the interior in general is a good mix of like futuristic and also like pulls back to more like traditional forms of luxury. I'm sorry for cutting you off. Um, I completely agree with you with all that. I just have a massive problem with the price they're charging for it because it is a glaring problem. It is even, a very big problem. Like even Mercedes can pull it off for a lower price tag than that. And that's and kind of like, you know, 
I part of this could be cocked up to just their new company and need money more than Mercedes right now, but I I don't really want to give them that space. It yeah. just if I if I were to try and excuse the price, that's what I would lean on. That I think that is what they're trying to justify it with, but you know. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. So my pick on for second, my second best car of the year. Now, this might come out seeming very biased, but I actually promise you, it's not. I did a lot of thinking about this, and just a lot of comparison, just purely based on stats, specs, price, and just everything you can consider in a car, and I think my pick has to be the BMW M3. Of course it is, of course it is. I, I, there, there's a very good reason for it, though. Nostrils. Ignoring the front end of the car. <laughs> ignoring the price of the Lucid. Ignoring the fact that 80% actually, of people I'm don't want to buy because of how it looks. Can I just say, actually, I am coming around to how it looks at the front. Initially, I was like, wow, this car looks like a hunk of junk. Just complete garbage. But then I was like, wait a minute. You know, the more I look at the front end, I'm like, you know, I could see where they're going with this. Because if not comparing it to other cars in the BMW lineup, but comparing it to like just other cars, it doesn't look that abnormal. And when you look at the rest of the body of the car, it's so freaking good looking. Like the rest, if you ask me, the rest of the body of that car is the best designed M3 there has been yet. Uh, some BMW purists will starkly disagree with that because it's not a freaking square, but those people are weird. Yeah. No, I <laughs> just bun real fast. I will say Doug DeMiro, our Lord and Savior, did in fact call this the greatest M3 of all time. I will give you that. He did. So there's Which another he also thing, agreed though. was horribly a controversial thing to say. There, there, there is another thing I have to point out, though. And I noticed this while I was trying to make the decision for actually back beefiest girl when we were trying to pick between the Golf R and the M3. The BMW M3 for this generation has the most impressive handling statistics I've ever seen for a car that weighs like two tons. This thing can do a skid, well, actually one and a half tons. Two, it's not two tons. It's one and a half. But the point is, it can pull 1.03 Gs on a skid pad. It can do 0 to 60 in 3.5 seconds. And it's got a, like 500 horsepower coming out of a turbo uh, straight six, which is, in my opinion, the best format of engine because it sounds perfect. It's got perfect primary and secondary balance, and it's just the perfect engine besides maybe a V12. But... V12s are just two straight sixes, so that's kind of cheating. Anyway, um, that's that's pretty much what I have for that. Yeah, I uh, say I, I unfortunately didn't get around to looking as much to the performance stats of the Lucid. I just kind of, my brain went, it's electric, so it accelerates good. That's all you need. I, mean, I, I really lent into like the luxury of it. It has 1,111 horsepower. You know, it might go zoom. <laughs> that's not on the that's not on the high range one though. That's on the performance version. I am willing so, to bet that it would beat the uh, drag race uh, going approximately twenty feet. 
Uh, it would probably beat it in the eighth mile, but not yeah. a quarter. Well, it might beat it in the corner as well, just because of purely like once it hits its top end, it would fall off horribly. Yeah. Because obviously, it's a single speed electric motor. It can't go 250. Miles some people say that multi speed electric cars don't make sense. Let's laugh yeah, at but those then, people. But then Porsche said, yeah, we'll make one. The, the Taycan is a two speed. Ah. Uh. Anyway, it is. I'm not. It is. Yes. Um. Uh, is there anything else you want to say? Any other cars you want to shout out? There was a Mercedes electric car that was really cool this year, but then get any awards? I what oh, was it? It's the EQS. That's that's Perhaps. not out yet though. Oh, that's isn't not. Oops. No. I my uh, brain keeps going. If Doug reviewed it, it's out. Sadly, there are a bunch of cars that we would have given awards this year that are simply just not for that sale yet. are all the first quarter of 2022, yeah. so the 2023 awards are going to be insane. The battle between the Lightning and the Hummer EV for uh, <laughs> yes. the Stonk Award, we're going to we're gonna have to see who wins that fight. There's new BMW electric cars coming out. There's new Mercedes electric cars coming out. There's yeah. new everything coming out. And not and just... Sleep. Yeah, WRX is another one that I'm yes. really looking forward to specifically. Um, yeah, there's a whole bunch of stuff coming out. The the Nissan Z. Ooh, so yes. Anyway, I think it's time to get to our best car. Ah, uh, yes. The moment you've all been waiting for. Our agreed best car of the year is, drumroll please... For the 123rd year of the Scooties running, it is the Mercedes-Benz of the Unimog. Yeah. All right, I have to go 